welcome back, my stylish friends. I'm, I'm trying to do like You're a very, like a very, yeah, uh, NPR, yeah, like, you know, fireside NPR. chat, uh, you know, public radio thing going on here. Is that is that how JF or FDR started the <laughs> fireside that's how JFK chats? Did it? Hey, maybe I was going to say JFR. Welcome back, my friends. That. I'm going to Dallas um, today. <laughs> wish, wish, wish me luck. <laughs> Yeah, wait, so he went on the radio and told everyone, hey, I'm going to be in Dallas. I hope nothing bad happens. Yeah, that, that's, yeah. That's so, like, I mean, I guess, like, you know, you know, I, he had it coming. Like, you have to expect Jesus. when you're reaching out to that many people and you and you tell them where you're going to be and ask them not to cause trouble, that someone's, some some joker out there is going to cause trouble. <laughs> hey, speaking of, they, they should have told uh, Murray that. They should have told Murray that some joker is going to cause him trouble. <laughs> Yeah, you should. should have known. You uh, should have known when when uh, what's his name Arthur was like, "Hey, could you call me Joker?" And Murray should have been, "Oh shit, this Joker, <laughs> this Joker is gonna fucking kill me, bro." I think I think the sequel to be to Joker should be like Joker. He like invents a time machine, or maybe teams teams up with another Batman villain who invents him a time machine. Is like you're gonna go to the most Jokerified moments in history, and you're gonna okay. go kill the president. You're gonna go kill Kennedy. <laughs> By the way, guys, I um, this is a little bit uh, behind the scenes, not really behind the scenes stuff, but I, I'd actually, I'm a big, uh, I would look at DCEU leaks a lot, and I, I had read the Joker script, especially. When oh I, yeah, when me too. Scene. Yeah, and so we were I watching. Found it, it was, I found it. And I was like, this sucks. Yeah, I because I remember like they would they would talk about certain big scenes, and then um, you know, leading up to the big one. <laughs> Uh, like we, we were in the, it was a full theater you know it was a full theater this is back when we could actually watch movies and when it started to like ramp up to it I looked at Spencer Spencer looked back at me and we're like it's, it's about to happen we know what's coming <laughs> yeah <laughs> then, too bad uh, there's not there, I mean it's like I guess now the DC like there there have been uh, photos from the Batman set that seems yeah. pretty cool I'm yeah. I'm is Robert Pattinson okay? I don't remember if we talked about this on pod or on stream, but it's something I've been worried about because it's he's like a good I remember no a while back like remember oh like, he got he's COVID. alive <laughs> and then like I haven't heard about I haven't heard an update since like I haven't heard like hey Robert Pattinson is totally fine and they're back on set like I just heard like he got COVID and like radio silence since then so. I'm, I'm putting out a wellness check on Robert Pattinson. Someone, yeah, Rob, so Robbie, make sure if, you're, if you're listening to the podcast and we know you do, um, please tell us. Um, yeah, just message us. Okay. We're worried about you, buddy. Yep. Um, but if you guys didn't know what this is, this is not a movie podcast. Uh, I don't know who, how many people listen to this for the first time, but this is Style and Direction, a men's podcast about the stuffiness. Uh, I'm Ethan M. Wong. I'm Spencer, the host. We actually have producer Matt here, but he's not getting on mic. I'm just going to. This is actually isn't a joke this time. This he's actually in the in the in a room listening, <laughs> a room with a moose. We won't tell you which one though, because we wouldn't want any jokers to cause. Yeah, him right trouble. now he's 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 looking at us. He's doing a little mime thing. It's great, great stuff. This yeah. is what it would be like. Hey guys, Patreon. If you want us to get an actual studio and to move Matt over here, I don't know what music <laughs> colleges there are here, but this is where your money's the money could go to. Um, <laughs> and be, so that'll be our stretch goal. Yeah, we're gonna yeah. buy a studio space on <laughs> Sunset Boulevard. Yeah, exactly. We're going to buy out the rest of his tuition so he can move here permanently. Um, but speaking about money, this is kind of... That's, that's the topic of this episode. You guys saw the title. I haven't decided on it yet, but I know it's going to have money in it somewhere. Capitalism. Because money's everywhere. 
Because money is capitalized. Yeah, it's right. Title. All the money in the world. Actually, that's kind <laughs> of a, that's kind of a good one. <laughs> one of us is gonna have to get replaced by Christopher Plummer before this episode comes. Yeah, one of us has to get canceled, and then the other one. Yeah, you know. Okay, Plummer. so vote all shot in eleven days. Vote. Eleven days, right? Yeah. Oh wait, yeah. but the problem is the audience can't vote because it has to. It has to happen before it comes out. So I guess <laughs> we're gonna have to like put out a Twitter poll or something or Instagram poll. Yep. Before it comes out and be like, hey, who's Christopher Plummer gonna replace? Exactly, and which one of us is canceled? Actually, I think yeah, I am exactly. right because I took I took the I am canceled. Did you take that one? I don't know. Isn't is that? I mean, that's just a website where it just it's a fifty fifty shot, right? Like, I think so. unless change, unless it actually you tells can, you if you said anything you problematic, it, you can change it uh, uh, by refreshing the page a couple more times. So uh, it's like Schrodinger's cancel. That's good. Do you like yeah. that? Okay, cool. I do. I do like that. Yeah. Um, but today, yeah, we're talking about how important money is in menswear. We're talking about being transparent with our lives. At least I am, because you guys know I have a very... I mean, you guys have heard so many things. If you guys haven't watched he, my... He loves being transparent. Yeah, I'm, I'm fucking the invisible man. Actually, yeah. is that... That's like... That's not... I don't know if that's transparent, because transparent means... Transparent mean, is the... You would see the show... Oh right. wait, are we talking about the show transparent? Or are we talking? No, about I was the talking about the technical term transparency because like it's an oh, invisible trans- guy seeing like what's behind him is 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 being transparent. But it's also like if your skin was transparent, then you would see like bone and organs. So is well, it like, your if entire his, being? If his whole thing is yeah, his whole thing is transparent. But is there a difference between? I mean, there's a difference between transparent and visible, right? Because you're not, you're not, you're not implying that this is the ghost or you talking about finances is invisible. It's transparent. <laughs> Actually, I'm talking about that. We have no money. It's invisible now. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, right. But we're, we decided to talk about this because you know we're, we've just finished Black Friday. Uh, we've, you know, people are buying holiday stuff, and people always ask. I mean, we we also had a stream about how we buy menswear, right? So, you know, this is kind of this kind of lets us discuss that as a topic, and also maybe show you a little bit of why we do what we do or how, why we approach buying the way we do. Mm-hmm. And we're also going to have a future episode on how buying vintage in the beginning has like poisoned our taste forever. Um, not the subject for another time. Um, but yeah, money's kind of important menswear, right? Cause uh, as we talked about the lifestyle episode, if you like menswear, you tend to like high class things, right? You tend yeah, to like, and I mean, like very fancy food, very fancy cars and everything. The, st- the stuff that we like is uh, expensive. Like that's, you know, that's just the bottom line. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, like, even if you, even for like us, right? Like Spencer and I, we're not particularly fancy car guys. No, Spencer's always wanted like a seventies like car, right? You kind of would, kind of. Yeah, but it's like idea. I don't even. Yeah, it's right, like but, I don't, yeah, yeah. I the thing is, it's like even with those, it's like it's such a time investment, and I don't know anything about cars. Where even then, it's like still like the idea of it is cool, but I don't know. Uh, if I would actually do it, at least for a very long time. Oh, yeah. I mean, we just finished our watch episode, which, uh, well, in in recording time, in, in press time, you've, you've heard the watch episode. But it's a lot of these things tend to be, I don't know, like you, uh, you, you get into it when everything else has stabilized, right? And right mm-hmm. now, the thing we're kind of focusing on is menswear and some other purse stuff, which we'll get into in a second. Um, but yeah, for right now, like we're we're more into clothing. Uh, we don't we're not really concerned with bespoke. At least I kind of am, but I don't. You know, I'm not going out of my way to buy a bunch of bespoke. Uh, I'm not I'm not Simon Crompton. And so, you know, and speaking of money, they just he just uh, at least the time of recording, he did an article on Bergenberg, which is a pretty good value proposition kind of for menswear. It's something that we that uh, the guys on Discord really enjoy. Yeah, but they you know, looking. Stuff. 
Yeah, they make great stuff. Um, and the comments are like, oh, well, they're kind of shitting on it. I mean, Simon was a little bit like, you know, this is very, like, obviously it's not the best quality, but it's still good for the price. And the comments were like, oh, we can't talk about that because that's, like, a dangerous thing to go down because money and value are always, like, they're in flux or whatever, you know. It's, it's really weird. You guys should check out the comments on that. But it's kind of very clear how Don't read much... the article. Just read the comments. Yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, again, you should... Bergenberg is cool. Check it out. We're not sponsored. Um, but yeah, money money is kind of important because I think people assume a lot of things when you're into menswear. We talked about this in lifestyle 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 episode a little bit. Um, and you know that that couldn't really be you know further from the truth a little you know I mean so to be clear like I'm 25 years old okay I graduated college a couple of years ago uh, I have an MBA um, and I still I still live at home. I'm uh, I'm not working in some cool ass job. Um, well, I guess I kind of am, uh, but it's not you know it's not enough to pay like bespoke prices. Obviously, <laughs> I don't think any of us here can buy bespoke prices. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, and yeah, it's uh, I don't think I've ever made enough to kind of justify a classic menswear lifestyle or even just the clothing of it you know even when you look at certain things like 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 drakes right for a while like you know they were kind of the go-to for a lot of people um i think what they started like like 1300 for suits you know and that's like yeah. a lot of money you know and and every time we uh we kind of get in and every time I, I write about menswear occasionally we'll get people who ask us like oh or ask me at least oh hey have you tried a drake's suit yet have you tried p johnson and i'm like no because huh. that's like yeah it's 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 like it's over a thousand dollars for for what it, even some of the jackets are over a thousand dollars and it's not to be like you know dismissive of it because i know that these are are made you know well uh, we talked about with young chomsky we know we don't really know exactly where these things are you know they're italian made stuff but it's not we're not scoffing at it. it's just like we i literally can't afford it you know and yeah and, it's just like yeah it's it's we for for a lot of the brands that we really like and admire we kind of just have to do window shopping or you know as we've done before uh get a cheaper version of that yeah a lot of it what we know we'll get into later about how to how to kind of approach it with a budget and i hate talking about that because i don't really like budget i like you know that kind of budget mindset i think that you should definitely save up and buy what you like. I think that the preface this whole mm-hmm. thing, you know, we're not saying we're not saying to cheap out on anything because Spencer and I both have quality things. I mean, we we we, we talked about Drake's on the uh, on the 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 Patreon bonus episode. You know, we we do own things that we like, um, but yeah. it's you know it's it's important to be a little bit smart about it. You know, and and again, like we Spencer- like we like we have yeah we have it's like I, well I don't know about. Uh, so, so like yeah, I have I like all the clothes in my closet for the most part, except the yeah. things that I uh, don't and want to get and want to sell. Wait, you're telling but, me you like uh, what you like and you hate what you don't like? Exactly. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. I but for the most part, I like everything in my closet. Um, but there's you know there's a couple like really nice pieces from yeah brands like Drake's or whatever. But a lot of it, which again I still like, is like padded out with like a lot more, you know, less expensive either vintage or you know just. Like Uniqlo, uh, yeah, exactly. You know. Or secondhand stuff, yeah. We'll we'll get yeah. into that because you know I, I want to also stress, you know, I'm sure a lot of people listening to the podcast are, you know, older than us or more established in their career. You know, Spencer and I have maybe fortunately, and, and you know, and MJ and, and Matt here, we've kind of got into this from a younger age. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, especially younger in our lifestyle, because, you know, as you guys know, if you guys watch the stream on the um, three anniversary, like I graduated college or, or you know, uh, 2015. And then I kind of got into menswear and I got a menswear job. Um, but menswear jobs don't make a lot of money, I think. And like in the kind of grand scheme of things, unless, you know, you get like a lot of sales stuff. I mean, in general, it's going to be sales. Right. Like that's mm-hmm. kind of where you get all your stuff. And well, because and it's like, you know, you're, you're still commission. working for like a small company. Like, you know, exactly. even if you're working, even if you're working for like a really cool menswear shop, it's not like you're working for like Macy's or Ralph Lauren in a corporate setting. Right. So even even if you do have like a slightly higher up or corporate position within this company, it's still not going to be. Yeah. I course. mean, hey, maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe these people well, are all paid like crazy amounts of money. <laughs> but, I do uh, think my perception I... is. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that that's accurate. I mean, as a guy who's worked in it, I mean, and even even Matt can also test, you know, working at Brooks Brothers and everything. Um, but and I think I think even um, Ethan Newton. I, th- I think I think I think I said this in that in that episode where I kind of did like a profile on him or whatever. That he said that if you want to make a lot of money, don't work in menswear. You know what I mean? Like you mm-hmm. know, and most of menswear, you kind of you know, you're pretty lucky. But I think Spencer and I are pretty aware of our surroundings. You know, again, Spencer's still in school. You know, he works yeah. part-time job. I currently, I'm, I'm very blessed. I mean, the whole summer I was unemployed, you know. I still had some, a couple of side hustle stuff where I do social media, thankfully, and I used that money to pay for John's. I used my unemployment to pay for bills because I still pay for bills. I pay, I pay for, like, you know, my car. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, and this is, again, me being transparent, last year. God, I, it's only been a year? That's crazy. But last year I was in a pretty big car accident where I, like, my car was totaled, you know. And, of course, a new car you know, $20,000 or whatever it is. Um, I, I could have maybe gotten a used car, but, you know, I, I, I got up. No, I did buy I did buy a used car. I did buy a used car. But it was but, like know. a recent used, right? It was yeah, like... it was it was pretty good. It only it didn't have that much gas mi- uh, mileage on it, which was a, a good deal on it. Um, but, you know, that's still a lot of you know money to pay each month. You know, you still got like your phone bill, your car insurance, mm-hmm. Internet stuff, you know, and everything. Um, but the big thing is we don't have to pay rent. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, we still, yeah. Yeah. But, and, and rent, you know, if you're depending, uh, well, I was going to say I was listening to a podcast recently where a guy was talking about his career in menswear um, and style. I haven't really heard of this guy, but it's on Blamo. Check it out. Um, good stuff. He was saying that when, he, you know, he moved back to New York and he got a job, he got a place for $500 a month. And I'm like, that's, that's crazy, man. <laughs> that's, that's so cheap. You know, I mean, this is probably like, you know, maybe 90s or something, or maybe early 2000s. But, you know, for us, you know, baseline is like $1,000 in, in mm-hmm. SoCal, you know, and then variations thereof, you know, depending on how much you want to drive. Also, and, you know, and- let's not forget about gas. You know what I mean? Like gas is very expensive. Exactly. And, you know, like the issue is... Um, I mean, we'd both, you know, we'd both, uh, it would be nice to, it would be nice to live on our own. It would be nice not to live at home, but then we would be living like paycheck to paycheck if that, yeah. you know, uh, cause, this the, is... cause the other, I mean, yeah, the other, the other issue is, uh, a lot of our friend group or group lives and works like in different places in Southern California. So we can't get like five or like, you know, three or four friends together and be like, okay, we're going to find a place here because one person works here. One person live, you know, works here, whatever. Yeah, it's, no, it's it, tough. It's tr- Yeah. I mean, it's again, to, to be not, this is not transparent. This, you guys should know this by now, but Spencer and I, lo- Spencer and I live like 50 miles apart. Mm-hmm. You know, he goes to school in the Orange County area. I, my current job, I work from home right now. I'm only part time. Um, Cause again, I was 
unemployed. It was tough, guys. I'm not going to... It was really tough this whole summer. I'm, I'm sure, if, uh, my, you know, Matt and, and Spencer know how hard it was for me to find a job, um, even after, you know, going to college and everything, um, you know. But, uh, yeah, I mean, my job would have been... Right now, if I was working in the in person for the company, it would probably be in uh, downtown or West LA or something like that, you know, and that doesn't really work out with someone who has to, you know, go to school in Orange County, you know, that doesn't, mm-hmm. that doesn't make any sense. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, we're, we're pretty, we're very, I must say we're very blessed to be able to live at home without kind of the pressure of moving out. You know, I think our parents are pretty good at understanding our, our situation um, a little bit. I mean, I got Asian parents. You know, it kind of goes both ways where it's all like, I've talked to my friend Adam about this, where it goes like uh, immigrant parents or Asian parents will be like, oh, we can take care of you forever. But also like, fuck you, you should be on your own because you're an American citizen. This is what we moved to America for. You got to be the American dream and everything. So there's a little bit of that, at least on my background. I don't know if my mom listens to this, but she can probably, she's probably like nodding her head, you know. Huh. Um, But yeah, you know, it's it's not like, you know, we're it's not like we aren't trying to be independent. Um, but I think it's important for people to realize this about us because, you know, that's why I don't, I literally don't buy bespoke shirts all the time. Right. I mean, I, I've, I've tried to now, you know, not just, not just, you know, to be against fast fashion, but also to kind of support the artisans I own. Um, but even then, like, you know, I try and try and get good quality items when I can, uh, but I'm not going to be crazy, you know, I, I, mm-hmm. I still say I still have a savings account, you know, if uh, something happens. Luckily, that, that, that worked out for, for my car and everything. Um, but, yeah, we're not like we're, we're not taking advantage of living at home. We're not going to be like, oh, uh, all of this is pure profit, baby. I'm going to buy a fucking two thousand dollar bespoke suit. And even yeah. then, bespoke's not two thousand dollars. It's like twenty five hundred at least. Um, but. Yeah, and it's also also important to realize that Spencer and I, as well, Spencer's still in school. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like it doesn't make any sense for him to kind of do to do anything crazy, right? So no, yeah, and it's like yeah. So I'm I'm still getting my degree, so an actual career is still a little ways off for me. Oh, <laughs> which yeah, is, which is a lot and of you fun. Ch- and you change uh, with your major the eco- with the economy. Too. Well, yeah, like I tra- when I transferred, I changed my major from uh, from history to journalism. Or no, no, I, well, I changed that a while ago. I was going to, I was thinking about changing again just to communications, but uh, my college wouldn't let me. Oh, um, really? I didn't know that. Well, okay. no, well, they, they said it's like, well, you, you can, but then you'd have to like start over. And I'm like, really the journalism, the communications, like with an emphasis in journalism degree is that much different than a general communications degree that I would have to basically start school over. Yeah, that's so, crazy. I mean, hey, that kind of happened to me, right? Yeah, so I chose not. I chose not to do that. Um, but yeah, so it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, for me, right? I I got a, an undergrad in accounting, and for those of you who don't know, I really hated it. I had an internship. I did taxes. I literally worked the Monday after school came out until the Friday before we went back to school. This is like my. This is in between my. Uh, my sophomore and junior year. My junior turned out to be my senior year because I was just such a good student that I finished early. But I had this really crazy, like, you know, uh, quarter-life crisis where I was like, I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. I was fucking, like, 18, 19 years old. And so I, I did. I got, like, an MBA in marketing because if I were to start and get a marketing degree, I would have to start over, basically, or at least add a year and a half, almost two years to my degree. And, you know, when you're paying for college, you know, you got a little bit of assistance and a lot of a lot of your college is based on, you know, the credits you're taking and, and the scholarships that you get, you know, adding, you know, more of that 
doesn't really make sense. You might as well save the extra year and just finish. Um, but yeah, I got an MBA in marketing and then I started to work at so uh, at Scott Chang at social media. And you guys probably uh, already know this, but uh, working social media, marketing, whatever, copywriting in a niche industry is not that uh, attractive to other jobs when you're trying to move out of it. I know a lot of menswear guys kind of go into menswear from other industries. I think I can only speak for myself here, but I'm pretty sure it's hard to move from menswear somewhere else, especially you know, when you're, if, if, if sales is not like your pathway, right? And you, mm-hmm. you don't want to go into buying or whatever. Uh, I, I love my job. I, and luckily, you know, my current job kind of saw the benefits of what I had done. Obviously, I've tried my best to you know, spin that way in, in, in my interviews and everything. Um, I definitely think the skills are transferable, but it's, it's still hard. You know what I mean? Like if I had gotten like an agency job, you know, a generic one, maybe I've had a mentor account or something under my belt, you know, along with some other stuff might have been easier. But the reason I'm sharing this is just to show you like how hard it is, uh, even for people with college degrees to kind of, you know, make money right and so right now i'm working in something that's not menswear and so it definitely feels like spencer like kind of starting over in a sense you know doing a new pathway working from the bottom and again luckily i'm still at home um and i still get to i still have enough to like buy clothes every now and again but it's all with a grain of salt it's all tastefully Mm -hmm. done like we're not we're not crazy here you might see us buy a couple of stuff but you know, we'll get into what we do. I mean, I, yeah, I can, I can on. make, I make ins- impulsive decisions, but I, of I, course, I still get stressed. I get, I still get stressed out usually when I spend like a large amount of money. Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, so yeah. I try, I try not to do it too much. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's got to be something that you, you know, you, you make sure that you're gonna wear um, mm-hmm. and everything, and even then, like um, a ring jacket. I've had years of lusting after rain jacket, you know, it's, it's like, it's like when I first bought my first Drake's tie, it's like, oh man, it's like a hundred, I mean, back then a hundred, like 150 bucks, right. Or whatever it was. And it's like, oh, I don't know. But the back of my head, I'm like, nope, I, I know I've wanted to have this for a long time. And so I, I bought it, you know, and I know, I understand that that might not be everybody here. Um, but you know, there, there's that kind of line where at a certain point, you're going to have to kind of bite the bullet if, if it's something that you like, you know? Mm-hmm. And but also budget yourself. Like we're not we're not advocating to be crazy here. You know we we we're, we're definitely maximalists. But um, but yeah. Um, do we see money in our future? No. <laughs> yeah, like like I like I said, I'm still I'm still oh, no. a journalism major. I don't oh, know. No. I don't know if I I don't think I want to be a like you know journalist at this point just because I the industry is not really? very good you're telling me uh believe it or not and also uh the things things for the economy economy aren't looking good nope. i'm worried a little bit about next year i'm worried about what's gonna happen next year so you know uh things the futures uh i don't need sunglasses for the future is what i'm saying it's not very bright i hate it that was bad <laughs> i hate it Matt's giving us a thumbs up. Um, no, I, I, you know, it's kind of, I'm, I'm not, Spencer and I, I think are both kind of pessimists in a sense. Uh, I don't think about the future that much because uh, I don't even know what's going to happen. Like I, I, I'm a different in that regard where like, I think I'm just so bogged down. Um, and again, like, it, you know, it, it is, it is tough. Like I, I didn't even think I was going to get a job after, you know, because of COVID closing. Um, 
closing my store for a little bit and um you know kind of being furloughed and trying to search for something new it was it was pretty tough i i didn't even think i'd be where i am today um and i'm, I'm glad that we were able to do the, the patreon and also i mean we said this before the patreon is not meant for us to make money off of right this is kind of just us reinvesting in it making it a great experience and so yeah i mean things things are definitely dying the economy is not looking good um and i think this is also might be why we kind of have this kind of disconnect between us and when I say us, I just mean me and Spencer. I don't know about the rest of the Patreon people, the Discord guys, but there's always going to be that disconnect between the lives that we lead and the lifestyle of menswear enthusiasts that we typically mm-hmm. see. You know, I, I, I literally can't imagine, like Spencer and I, we don't eat a lot of fancy food um, very often. Um, we don't, I mean, we're, we also admittedly, we don't do that. We just don't, you know, we're not into that, but like, you yeah, know. it's like, I, I mean, it's like at our friend group and it's like, you know, this is not just like, you know, uh, Ethan and all of our cheapo friends, but my, you know, I, I, I don't know. I just, I don't go, I don't hang out with a lot of people, um, yeah. who go to fancy restaurants. The only time I go, like, you know, I, you know, we like family dinners. Yeah. And like I birthday mean, dinners this is, okay, this but might be, I, this that might, hasn't happened in a bit. Yeah. This might be a dig at ourselves, but it's kind of like, I mean, we've eaten Well, no, as I was saying, our, it's no. not, it's not just, it's not just our core friend group. My other friends don't really. Well, I was going to say, too, I, well, I'm, I'm not, again, I'm not trying to dig at us, but I mean, we, we have eaten our share of, of IHOP and norms. So. Oh, gotta love it though. <laughs> gotta love it. I mean, yeah, <laughs> that's just kind of like the life that we kind of like, you know, we kind of lead in a lot of us, um, contrary to people on our Patreon who, you know, like Jason has been working at his shop for a while. He lives, he, he makes enough to live on his own in New York. Like all of our, a lot of our friends also live at home still, you know, they're either still in college or they're at the very, very early stages of their career where again, living in LA is very expensive. You got to drive everywhere. It makes sense to stay at home, you know, and it's not, we're not, we're not living like Spartan lives again, but we still, you know, we, we, we are able to enjoy it, but we also know, mm-hmm. and this is a very important thing that I, you know, I think we kind of, I don't know if we talked about this with Young Chomsky, but you can't really save your way to being rich. That's that's a very big fallacy, and and you know we we kind of realize that. So, uh, we, we, I'll be glad to revisit this topic when when Spencer and I kind of have you know a full time career and we're kind of in it. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, but we're not there yet. <laughs> we're not there yet. And uh, but luckily we're still able to uh, enjoy clothing and buy it everyone's over once in a while mm-hmm. i have again I've, I've done social media on the side i've done you know some a little bit of writing for for um what's it called style forum and everything that you know when you get paid from that it's like oh cool i can buy like a tie you know what i mean and the rest yeah. of my money can still go to my to my phone payment or whatever i do that too where but it's like usually with like selling pieces of clothes oh that's 100 like, okay the yeah. the clothes the clothes become clothes you know yeah like i'm 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 getting ready to list a bunch of like random like my i guess early access my spear and mckay chinos and like random shit like that i'm gonna list it on like facebook marketplace or let go or whatever and i've done and, that too uh, the the money for that is going to go to more clothes i don't know what it's gonna be but it's gonna but be that's, in an envelope yeah but that's kind of like what everyone kind of recommends right like one in one mm-hmm. out or whatever like that you know uh, I've, I've sold a lot of money to sold a lot of money I've, I've sold a couple of clothes to j and mj and i definitely take a loss on it but it's like you know at like when you've been collecting clothes for a long time it doesn't really matter. Like you can just sell it. Like it yeah. doesn't. It's just know. not. Hey, listen. Sometimes you just need liquid cash. And that's one way to <laughs> yeah, do you it. Gotta get the. Gotta, gotta be liquid, baby. Oh, yeah. my guys, my assets are frozen because I have dumped all of my cash into my pool and froze it. <laughs> that's Thirty Rock. That's that's Tracy Morgan. I, yep. Thank you, Matt. Um, 
but yeah, you know, it's it's kind of like this kind of weird thing where I mean, I I recognize that, right? So I I know that when I make enough to not only, well, I I, I right now I cannot I don't make enough to support rent and and car and and like in gas, right? Like all together, again, I would probably be living on a very very small amount, and I know people do that. Um, but I know that eventually, hopefully, fingers crossed, if, if things work out in the future, I'll be able to, you know, be able to pay for my rent and my car and my phone and all the other great bills that adults have to pay and have money left over to also buy groceries. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, that's another thing. We get to eat uh, food. I mean, Spencer and I typically eat at home a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but that's kind of uh, our background here. Um but yeah, so if we uh, we also talk about yeah side hustles and everything, that's kind of a good way. Um, not something. Get ready for the next episode because we're going to talk about side hustles and influencer culture. That's going to be a big one. Um, but you know, we uh, we're not really interested in, in like pursuing it that way. You know, at least for me, I, I I like to have like a very standard job and then have time yeah after I, to, I, to do stuff. I'm yeah no I don't like <laughs> I don't like having to take work home and unfortunately since I'm uh, working from home. Yeah, uh, I have to. But if if possible, I would love to have a job where you just clock in, clock out, and you don't have to think about it until the next day. That's I think my ideal job. Yeah, I mean that that's kind of. I I, I was gonna say that's that's definitely changing. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I don't think that's I don't think that type of job exists anymore, unfortunately. Yeah. But I would love to have a job like that. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't. I I like being productive. I don't mind working. It's more so again. I've never had a job that has been able to keep me independent you know what i mean like i like during college i worked retail and then i also worked on campus it was it was tough i mean that's when i first started the blog i mean you guys didn't see it but i was very unhappy um lost lost a relationship kind of over that because i was working constantly um and so yeah i don't don't forgive me if uh, if we don't sound entirely positive about the future but i mean spencer and i you know we're, we're not the worst ones out there but we definitely know that until we get there it's going to be it's going to be an up, uphill battle um mm-hmm. and maybe then once we get there we'll be able to talk about actually talk about like like a drake's like garment or something you know i don't know um but yeah so now that now that's giving you a little bit of a background on us in you know, the first half of the show let's talk about if money is important for good style and 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 the short thing is it's complicated <laughs> because yeah because i i mean in generally speaking no right i mean well, yes, it's no, but yes, because okay, you can you can have good style without spending good money, but like as an example, like occasionally we'll get messages messages like either personally or on the yeah. Instagram mm-hmm. mess uh, like the Instagram for the podcast, and someone's like, "Hi, I'm a college student or I'm a high school student, and I love the way you dress. How can I do this with like this budget, like with like without spending more than like a hundred dollars on a on a jacket or or like a hundred dollars on an outfit," and uh. A lot of times, it's not really possible to dress exactly how we do. It, yeah, there's a lot of that budget. Yeah, there's a lot of like luck. And not not to be elitist, too. not to be elitist, but it's just like like you can't get you can't get a lot of the stuff we like shopping at malls or exclusively shopping at like Goodwill. Yeah, or, you know, and whatever. you know, we talk about this in the lifestyle episode too. You know, it, it also depends on your hobbies because I know Spencer and I like to play video games now because also. Um, 
you know, we we kind of calmed down in our buying, right? We we it, now it's more mm-hmm. uh, like one or like one or two off impulse buys now, as opposed to like, oh, I gotta get a blue jacket, I gotta get the gray sweater, I gotta get the roll neck. And yeah, I mean, like We've before, you know, that. like when we were going to flea markets, like you know, I was taking out, I was taking out money every month. That was like, this is my clothes clothing budget, whatever. Yeah, but you didn't buy video um, games and shit. You didn't do any of that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, like, so again, so I, I mean, guys, I have been, I I don't know, I I will, I'll say, I have been buying a lot more entertainment stuff since we've been stuck at home because. Again, oh, obviously, no, do? I mean, yeah, no, I yeah. get it. Uh, but I was going to say, you know, when I was in college, right, like, this might be bad. I mean, first off, I was very young and I didn't have very many friends and I was buying vintage clothing. So I don't think that helped. But it was like, you know, all my friends, you know, they would buy like, you know, the video games. They would, you know, go out. I, I, I intentionally did not do those things because I wanted to buy clothes. Even, you know, you know, until kind of recently, you know, buying squadrons, buying all these other Xbox games, you know. Um, buying a fucking microphone, doing all this kind of like, I never even thought of that before because I knew I wanted clothes, right? So that's something that kind of is a very, you know, uh, something to understand about me, Spencer and I, you know, for until very recently, our lives were like entirely clothes. And that is not something that we could recommend to people. Okay. Like I think mm. when people are like, Oh yeah, I got this much money. Like, Oh, you could add more to that. If you just didn't eat anything else other than like rice and, and chicken at home, which is what I typically do. Again, like I said, I don't really go out to eat. And when we do, it's usually like kind of quick food, you know, boba, popcorn, chicken, whatever. Yeah. Quick bite. Yeah, exactly. QBs. Um, but yeah, so the, the practical matter, the, pra- the fact of the matter is, is that no, you don't have to always spend a lot of money, but the good shit always costs good money. <laughs> it's kind of yeah. like the, the, it's kind of the thing here, right? Because, you know, we've talked about. This I mean, there, there. Well, they, yeah, and also there are styles that aren't classic menswear that do lend themselves better to, like, you know, not spending a whole lot on it. Yeah. Um, you can do it, but again, we're specifically talking about like classic menswear, the stuff that like we're into. Yeah, and even even like, you know, this you know, details matter, right? And you know, you'll notice that Spencer and I, you know, we're not wearing a Uniqlo sport coat, even though even though a Uniqlo sport coat can be a hundred percent um uh organic material, you know, cotton, linen, whatever, uh it could be soft shouldered, but you know, you're not gonna there's no canvas in it at all. It's not half canvas, so it's not gonna lay the same way. Um you're not going to have three roll two. You're not going to have the extended shoulders, which is all fine. But it's like once you get those details in your mind, it's like, oh, I literally can't get Ooh. that unless I buy something, you know, unless I buy the thing. Right. Get get Spear, you know, Spear and McKay uh, or, 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 or you buy Drake's or you buy a ring jacket or, or whatever. Right. You know, the, it's just it's just a matter that cheap places like the mall uh don't have the details that we want and especially vintage too right like yeah you could definitely find a vintage gray sweat the crew neck sweater on ebay but if you want it to have shorter length wider ribbing it's going to be rarer and rarer Mm -hmm. things tend to cost more rarer than rare (laughs) yeah i mean it's like even the vintage like you know people we we talk about you know we we bought a lot of vintage um like in high school and early college whatever yep Yep. and some people who maybe aren't in the quote-unquote vintage scene might assume that means going to goodwills or small antique shops but the it's really hard to find good stuff at those places what we usually had to go to like we, we we came friends with like people who owned more curated uh, vintage shops and those are expensive too yeah I it's mean, like less expensive than like obviously it's less expensive than buying like a new suit you can get something pretty good for like you know 
you could get something like very rare and desirable in the vintage community for like, I don't know, like $600. Um, right. But that's still, that's still not like spending $20 on, on a sport coat. Or yeah. Like yeah that, I think that, that's a big, that's a big misconception people have. And I mean, that's, I mean, that, that's why I built up such a big, you know, vintage wardrobe as a kid. Um, oh, excuse me. Take a shot. I did eat right before this. Um, and so, you know, I didn't, yeah, I didn't buy a lot of things that high school kids or college kids would buy because I was, you know, saving up every time we got to see Benny or going to, you know, Joyride Vintage. Like, oh, cool, they've got like a like a, a vintage 30s, 40s suit. And again, 30s and 40s is more expensive than 60s because it's rarer. It's got a lot more details, the lapels that we like. Again, we're, we're spoiled by by vintage. Um, but yeah, I, you know, that's, that's kind of how we, we did it. And for a while... You know, we, we kind of incorporated that with modern stuff. You know, Spencer would wear, you know, like a 50s jacket with like, you know, polo RLs or whatever, you know. Um, I know for me, I, I like my first Navy jacket was like a 40s one that was like 100 bucks. Right. And um, and yeah. So if you're into those details, you're going to have to pay for it. You know, whether it's modern, mm-hmm. whether it's, you know, like we talk about like why we like Drake's and it's it's not it's not just about. Oh yeah, Vanda fine Vanda fine clothing ties are good. Uh, the Nautery ties are good. Like we're not denying that, you know. But it's like the tie I'm wearing right now is just kind of fun, you know, green, red, and orange foulard tie that looks. I, I'm pretty sure I've had a 30s tie that looks like this, but I I can't find a tie that looks like you know. It, it's uh, I'm not a big fan of like Macclesfield ties or more straightforward geometric or foulard ties. So. When it comes down to like, okay, Drake's makes that, I'm going to have to buy it, and I'm going to mm-hmm. have to shell it out. And we don't see it as, like, luxury. It's more like we're buying exactly what we want. And, yeah. you know, and, again, hey, maybe maybe the rich guys out there or the guys who can afford to do this on the regular think of it that way also. I mean, I'm not, I can't assume what they what they think, but I know for me, it's I'm definitely lucky, and it's, like, a big, like, a big thing I'm, I'm like cradling it in the webcam right now but it's like you know this was a very careful purchase that i've, I've wanted you know um so yeah uh unless i mean get... yeah because it's like to, we'll get us going back to the big the luxury thing we're not the kind of people that would be sold if someone said i i want to sell you this suit it's like the best made suit possible it's like very luxurious the cloth is great we like we have to see it like it's all based on how it looks yeah, right? like you know obviously yeah. we still care about construction and everything but but that's not that's and, not but that's where the, the ta- that's where taste comes in right that's where de- that's why yeah. details matter that's what sets us apart like you know you could have a really great two button i say great like i'm talking about like made a well made like two button suit normal suit flat from pants um that's great but if it's not three roll two and it's exactly what we want you know we're not going to buy it you know uh, and it, and we wouldn't care it, it, even if we got like the same amount of construction. If we got that for a hundred bucks, it's great. If we got if we had to save up and buy it, that's what we have to do too. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's just it's all about in pursuit of like what exactly what we want. And uh, also in general, you know, to add the whole thing of you can't dress like us um, easily. Uh, you have to be lucky. You gotta find yeah. like you know like a lot of our stuff. If it's not curated, we found it on eBay and we like pounced on it immediately or we got we offered it up you know um we at the we're at the flea market we find the stuff right like i have found mm-hmm. like i got a du- brown double rider leather jacket at the dapper day expo for 250 bucks right typically vintage leather jackets from the 40s are usually three to five hundred you know depending on condition depending on age i got this one it was just it was just listed like that 250 bucks they're in my size in front of me great condition no holes anywhere 
it's crazy, right? Like, and I can't, if someone would say, oh, where can I get one? I'm like, I, first off, I can't tell you where to get one. And number mm-hmm. two, like, it probably, if you do find it, it might not be the same price. Um, and that's not being elitist. It's just, you know, I think, again, because Spencer and I, did, you know, we got into this in high school, we kind of kept our eyes open everywhere we could, right? We're, we're constantly, or at least before, on Etsy, on eBay, on yeah. the Facebook groups, you know, Fedora Lounge classifieds every once in a while, you know. <laughs> DMing, you know, asking Benny or whatever, like, hey, if you find one of these, like, if you find a vintage Argyle sweater, let me know, right? Like, because I, I, I am looking for that kind of thing. And so, yeah, you really got to be lucky. Um, and I think that a lot of guys out there who, you know, may not be in the same style as we are, but who approach it perhaps the same way, are the same, you know, do it with, with like, Grailed, right? Or archive sales, mm-hmm. you know, Yahoo Japan auctions. I think there's an article that our friend, um, that um, Komoto Joe uh, Marco did about like you know buying reselling like Japanese stuff um, for the Wall Street Journal, and you know it's it's not really lucky if you're always looking for it right like that's you got to kind of create the luck there, um, and that's kind of like how how we were able to kind of get some of the cool stuff, um, but you also have to be okay with approximating things. Now this is kind of a big yeah. deal, uh, you know you've heard us talk about you know. Um, Spear and McKay, you've heard us talk about like vintage Ivy. And even though those aren't exactly like, oh, the Sartoria Dalcuore stuff, in broad strokes, three roll two soft shoulders with a wider lapel, that's how you get it, right? Well, because it's like, you know, this is going back to uh, getting into fashion through vintage menswear is, you know, and I'm not saying that we have some like superpower because a lot of people can do this, but we see. When we see like when we see things that designers are making, we like see the references too. Right. Like yeah. We say yeah. it's like okay, this is what it's referencing, and usually, at least usually, like in my case, I'm like okay, I see what this is referencing. Where can I get the original? Like I don't want you know right. a copy or a remake or a reimagining. I just want the original. Right. Yeah. You know, it's it's like you know if you're into like the husbands thing, um, I'm not saying it's impossible. You could probably find like a '70s jacket that looks just like it. Right. You know, or at least at least similar in the cut. Right. Like, obviously, there's a lot of things that you can't approximate and, and, and change up. Right. Like like a 70s belt back or even a modern belt back may not be the same as a 30s belt back. Right. But if you like just having a belt back in general, maybe mm-hmm. it's OK to approximate it, you know, and that's, that's what that's what Spencer has done. It, it, it's speaking of approximating vintage. Right. Spencer. Yeah, because it's like I have most of my belt back jackets are uh, 70s to 30s because belt backs are really hard to find and really expensive and especially in like slightly larger sizes. Um, uh, early ones. So yeah. they're yeah, they're they're not a lot in my price range, but I found a bunch of good um, like 70s to 30s, usually all wool like, you know, good button stance and stuff. And they don't look the same as 30s jackets, but I'm, I'm still happy with them. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, you know, for me, until I started buying Spear McKay, and at least for the beginning part, Spear McKay didn't have a Neapolitan cut, right? Like, for, like, you know, it's very, fairly recent. I would buy, like, you know, 60s sack jackets because, uh, you know, they had the kind of look that I wanted. And there's a, I have a 70s Brooks sack jacket that is... A lot of people have asked me if it's ring jacket because it kind of has, like, a fuller sleeve head... Um, it's soft shoulders. It has like a wider lapel because it's seventies and not like sixties, you know, Madman era kind of thing. And it looks very good. Um, and it approximates exactly what I want. Obviously when you get to it, the cut's a little bit too full. There's a hook vent instead of side vents. You know, there's a lot of that stuff going on that make it different. But for my purposes, it, it definitely approximated kind of, you know, pretty well. 
And that's why we, you know, we try and use vintage as much as possible to approximate things. Uh, and of course, it's the opposite way too. I mean, Spencer has bought reproduction stuff uh, to, 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 to get like kind of vintage Milser, vintage workwear that if we found it, not only in his size, but if we found it at all, it would be very expensive, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like I know Spencer, uh, or at least a couple of our friends, like uh, like Andy or whoever, like they wanted, um, like the P forty three, whatever those those whatever my my fucking cargo pants are with the side hip pockets. Yeah, I got those for mm-hmm. pretty cheap. We'll get into, you know, a couple of the homie stuff later, but, you know, uh, our friends wanted that. I I got it as a one off because it was just right place, right time. So Bronson or or, or a couple of other World War Two uh, reproduction places have made something like that, and they, you know they buy it, and. They're cheaper, oh, definitely. I mean, even based on what I paid for them. Yeah, um, but I mean, it's know, like, it's... As, as I've said before, I always, you know, would prefer, like, vintage, um, yeah. The ori- yeah, the the original vintage. But, yeah, with stuff like specifically military surplus where it's like, you know, we still have the original patterns because they're, you know, government, <laughs> they're fucking government contracts and stuff like right, that. Exactly. Uh, you know, I, you can get, you can, like, you know, I, I got a pair of... Uh, frog skin hbt like you know camo um like uh world war ii style cargo pants with a big bellow pocket yep uh and i i paid i think 60 dollars for those and if i were to buy original they would maybe be like 800 or something like that yeah insane <laughs> you know yeah. crazy crazy pr- expensive yeah um so yeah you gotta be okay with approximating things but you know also know what you're getting to because our friend andy early on before he would start buying vintage like we did uh he would say hey guys i saw just chore coat uh at uniqlo's navy chore coat should i buy it and i'm like well that one has stretch um you know and i don't like buying polyester stuff you know not, not just because of microplastics but it also just doesn't feel right um mm. and we was like you know honestly you could 40 bucks you could probably find a vintage chore coat you know just 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 hunt go on ebay or even go come to the flea market and find one that you know doesn't have the paint stains or the holes in it, you, and you could probably find it, you know. And and we we've done that before, you know. And so you know, like, oh, you find like I think Unico did like a Type Two or whatever, also kind of like a stretch salvage or something like that. It's like, oh well, I mean that that's fine, but you know, maybe try like find like a vintage '90s one, you know. It, yeah. it, it, it works both ways. Right? It also, you know, you're not, you know, supporting fast fashion in a sense. You know, you're you're trying to you know kind of keep the landfill down or whatever. But, you know, I like buying stuff with history. Spencer and I also think that buying that kind of stuff is cooler, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. But I'm not, let's not say that you shouldn't avoid Uniqlo because a lot of our basics are, are from there, you know. Uh, you know, I, I have a couple of, like, 100% cotton sweaters or sweatshirts from The from turtlenecks. Turtlenecks. Always great. Yeah, our base layer stuff, our socks. You know, we don't, we don't shop there for everything because, again, this whole thing is you can't really cheat style. Um, but, you know, style sometimes can just be a fun thing that you found worn with other basic things that you got at the mall right i mean it's starting out right and um i mean i've i've worn like a fun vintage sports shirt but with like uniqlo wide leg pants right and i think that's Mm -hmm. totally i think that's totally fine you know so like a lot of our basic stuff and a couple of one-off interesting things that we can't really find like you know those wide leg uniqlo ones um i don't think very many places make those I think like the drawstring, like the, very like wide. the easy pants, the easy pants. Yeah. I, I yeah. obviously those are a approximation of like higher fashion or luxury kind of stuff. Uh, I'm not super into that, you know, maybe like 18 East, but then 18 East is expensive. It's also, they're not, the drops aren't that like, they're not accessible because you know, they, um, 
they're, they're by design. They're like a spirit word drop. There's not there's not many very many in circulation to begin with, right? And uh, apparently, 18 East is not very great with inseam lengths. But you know, for Spencer and I, this Uniqlo one is a good gateway to that kind of thing. And eventually, you know, this is kind of speaking on a grander subject here, but is our hope that you know once we experiment with that, then we're like, okay. Now we know we like that style of pant. We can try something new mm-hmm. in, in the future and then, you know, pass on our pants to our friends who, you know, aren't as, you know, into as far into their journey as we are. Right. Um, but, yeah, don't don't be afraid uh, to go to Uniqlo. Don't do it too much. Don't be afraid. But, you know, and of course, basics yeah. at flea markets are the cheaper way to do flea markets. Right. Chore coats, fatigue shirts. Yeah, we've I mean, we've taken we've taken a bunch of our non menswear, you know, fashion clothes horse friends to right. flea markets um and they you know they st- they bring fifty dollars and leave with a couple cool jackets or something like that and it's it's you know again they're not like super into clothes but you can you don't have to spend at flea flea markets are great i, I really like flea markets. oh yeah i There's, think that's kind of like the, the little cheat that we've kind of discovered over the past like yeah, two years the, or so you you find you there's like a lot of like more expensive sellers that have like oh the really cool old workwear and military surplus stuff but if you're not as into that um, if you're fine, just like finding a bunch of really cool clothes for dirt cheap, then yeah, go to your local flea market. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, again, and learning about approximations are great. Like 80s OCBDs, if you can find them, you know, without the Polo Ralph Lauren logo and you can make sure that they're hundred percent cotton. That's a good way to kind of build, you know, all, you know, uh, build a, uh, build a shirt wardrobe, you know, obviously not mm-hmm. everyone can get, you know, bespoke shirts and we're going to get that to that in a second. Um, but all of my OCBDs are secondhand and they, I can't have spent more than 40 bucks on them. Um, you know, uh, they're all, they're all vintage, all in decent condition, you know, and it's a, like I said, like, you know, Spencer and I are maximalists, which is why we're able to kind of have different outfits seemingly all the time, but we try not to spend too much per item. Um, and that kind of keeps it, keeps it good to keep us to keep, yeah. uh, keep buying stuff, you know, in the future. Cause like if we spent like 150 bucks on one, which I mean, you know, Mercer and Sons I've heard make some of the greatest OCBDs, right. But buying one of those from their very old website, um, prevents us from buying more OCBDs, right? Like I personally, I would rather have, um, you know, a, I've said this before, but good, like university stripe, plain white, whatever, each for like 20 bucks, all decently made, all hundred percent cotton, all good quality instead of one really, really fantastic one, because yeah. they're kind of, the you know, value is kind of the same for me in a sense, right? Um, um, go ahead. I, I will, you know, I was going to say, I think, because we're, uh, we're kind of, we're kind of nearing the end. And I think, I think our last piece of advice would be um, menswear and clothing. I like to think of it as a social hobby, and you should too make friends because they can give you discounts. Yeah, I was going to say so one thing that you guys probably don't have and this is the sound this is the most arrogant thing I would say is uh the clout that we have. Um and that can be, you know, again, it's led to some great friendships and everything, but obviously through writing this blog and, and Spencer being along there with me, you know, uh for the past like 5 almost 6 years, uh we've made a lot of friends, you know, not just mm-hmm. uh no like I said vintage dealers uh, we've got, uh, you know, we've made friends with people who work at certain brands, um, you know, or working at the stores like the bloke and then the armory and everything Drake's. We've also had a great friend who, uh, does his own, like made, we were, we were a couple of friends who had made to measure businesses, you know, Natty Adams and Atelier Fugue. And so 
I'm not saying that we you know we don't parlay this. These are people that we've genuinely like we've genuinely hung out with. Like Dave is a real friend of ours of Atelier Fugue, right? We've we've hung out with Natty Adams, you know, um, the guys who used to work at Drake's were were our literal friends, you know, uh, at least you know just at least hanging out with you know colloquially and everything. Um, and that's not something that you should get into menswear for. Uh, as a caveat to what Spencer said, but it helps when you're when you are into it because you know. Yeah. If they do give you a discount, that's cool. We never ask for it. We're not here to do that. We're not here to like, oh hey, give us a free thing and we'll review you. We're not. We're not like that. But it's you know same thing with me, right? Like if you know, a friend can ask me, hey dude, I need some pictures for my LinkedIn. Can you take some? I'm like, yeah, of course. Like it doesn't like I can just I can throw you that. You know, it's not that big a deal. Like you know, say if a friend is like, hey dude, take like ten percent off or whatever. You know, it's like, oh well, that's very nice of you. Hmm. Um, even with vintage dealers, you know, I think vintage dealers might be the mm-hmm. best way to do it because uh, obviously brands are a little bit more corporate and, you know, we, that's harder. We don't, I don't, I am totally fine not having a discount at the armory because that's like, you know, not only because it's still pretty expensive, but that's a lot to ask and we're not yeah. asking for that. But like a vintage but guy if who you're talking, like, yeah, if you're talking to, if you're talking to a guy at the flea market who sets his own prices and his like, you know, he's the only one. <laughs> Yeah. selling the clothes he yeah. can decide how He's much like, everything costs on the moment yeah know? like i like like my, my sawtooth shirt the pink the pink plaid one from our, our good friend garrett western gifts we have you know we never asked him for this in the beginning this is like a, a, a friendship that's cultivated over like a year or so right like we would see me every once in a while we check up on him I, we've been to zebulon his own thing for a couple times and like we you know i was there hey look that's a cool sawtooth and he was like yeah you can have it for like 20 bucks man and i'm like oh Okay, and I'm sure they, they also know that if they, it's all marketing, right? Like, if you give us a discount, we're probably going to buy it, right? Like, that's just, like, mm-hmm. like eBay does that now. Like, if they know that you're watching it, they'll be like, hey, hold free shipping or something, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that typically is kind of like one way that we've kind of built stuff, right? Like, like the, uh, like the, uh, the World War II pants, the, the, car, the HPT cargo pants that I talked about. Like, this is a weird story. I, I'm not sure if I've told this on stream yet, but we were at um, the store that was closing, like they were, I guess they were moving to a new location. They're they're clearing out the whole the whole, uh, f- factory. What do you call it? The warehouse, whatever. And it was a lot of like you know like fifties to seventies stuff. Nothing super crazy. Maybe a couple of like work shirts. Maybe a couple of like denim jackets, whatever. A lot of OG one hundred seven stuff like that. And I found these World War Two pants. And I know because they have the ten star buttons on them, the side, the hip pockets, you know, wide leg. I'm like, oh shit. And I brought them up to her, and she goes. Oh, that wasn't supposed to be out there. <laughs> like <laughs> she was like, Oh, I, these are like, I, I actually was supposed to like take all the good shit. And you know, cause like she has like personal clients, right? Like, like Japanese people, mm-hmm. hardcore mill work workwear guys, you know? And luckily our friend was friends with her and she's like, okay, fuck it. It's like 120 bucks. Just have it. And I'm like, Ah, very nice, you know. And they're like, yeah, yeah she said it, that, and then she said that'll be three hundred dollars. Yeah, she was never mind, you know. Yeah. But yeah, that's like, it's stuff like that which you can't, you can't manufacture, right? Like these are all super lucky, you know. It's the same mm-hmm. thing with like, you know, like, uh, like my film cameras. Like I got lucky finding them on eBay. You know, this is not like a relationship thing, but it's about like you know putting, being as involved as possible. And when the good thing happens, you just kind of got to take advantage of it, you know? And then speaking of, like, the good stuff, right? Like, sometimes, uh, you know, in terms of the actual, like, you know, classic menswear stuff, we've gotten pretty lucky on that. Like, I remember um, I've been friends with Chris Gums of of, of Drake's, right? Like, you know, we've met him at a couple of trunk shows. Obviously, it Mm -hmm. helps that I've written a blog that's, um, you know, not sponsored, but I have you guys know that we're very favorable to Drake's, you know, especially the 2018, 2019 era. Um, 
you know, not a big fan of that fucking integral collar. Am I right, guys? Um, but, um, you know, I, I bought a couple of ties from the uh, from their sample sale. And then, like, Chris, when he came over, he's like, hey, by the way, I threw one extra one in there. You know, it's no worries. I'm like, oh, yeah. that's very nice of you. You know, it's 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 very cool, right? Uh, when I worked at Ascot Chang, and we can get into this part a little bit, but I, I, I think that's important for you guys to know that when you work in the industry, the homie discounts happen way more often, okay? Like, that's, you know, you look at the guys who work at Drake's, um, they're probably, you know, I don't know if they got free stuff, but... I'm sure the employee discount at Drake's is pretty good for them to wear it, especially if you have to wear it to work, right? Mm-hmm. And if it's good stuff, you'll probably wear it outside of work, right? Um, and especially for me, right, Ascot Chang, I wasn't required to wear Ascot Chang when I was there. Of course, if they asked me who made the stuff, I would just say, hey, we can actually make this for you because we are bespoke and we can do whatever you want, right? Um, but when I, over my time when I got I worked there, I got a couple of shirts, you know, bespoke shirts that uh, I got, you know, that's like the, the year bonus thank you or whatever. I got that bespoke suit from Ascot Chang, which I've written about, which is one of the best suits I own, um, you know, and I definitely could not afford it otherwise. You know, a suit from Ascot Chang is $2,500 from Holland and Cherry Chris Bear. Uh, actually, I'm not sure if the prices have gone up due to COVID and, and closures and everything. Um, but, you know, like bespoke shirts, about 200, uh, a little like almost 250 bucks, you know, stuff like that. And uh, again, I, I would definitely have commissioned it in the future whenever I got that cool job that lets me do that on the fly. Um, but when I worked there, I got the I got, was able to do it. I was able to get those shirts and it's, it's been great. Um, you know, uh, we've gotten like stubs and wooten slippers uh, for free because they just mm-hmm. gave it to us and we do wear them. Unfortunately, mine are. I, I looked at back at them now. I finally looked at the size. They're seven and a half. So I am not wrong in being like, oh, I thought I got the <laughs> right size because I should have got like an eight in retrospect. But like when I compared it to like a seven, I was like, oh, seven's too small. Seven and a half is, I thought would be correct. But yeah, Just we got right. those, you know, um, again, our friend Dave at Atelier Few, Spencer hasn't taken advantage of it. Although I don't know if Dave is, if you've talked to Dave enough for it. But for me, at least, you know, like, um, when I was first writing about cotton suits, he gave me like, like a, like a hundred bucks off, like a, you know, a a custom suit. And it's been great. And I, and, um, you know, led me to commission another one from him and and two more that we're currently waiting on, you know, but stuff like that, that, you know, discounts not only help us, um, improve our wardrobe, but it, it actually gets us to that kind of stage where like, okay, that's what a custom half canvas garment is going to be like on us. Right. What, like what that whole process Mm -hmm. is like, cause Spencer has, if we want to, yeah, it's it's one of those things where eventually if we want to spend full price now we can exactly well now now we can't now we know we want to yeah but you know, <laughs> now we know it won't be a waste of money yeah and i think that's kind of the important i mean it's probably again it's all marketing right like it's like they know that eventually if they give us this you know the lead us in just like the whole oh you got a free gift from target come into the, i don't they don't do that but you know one of those things right um yeah. Same thing with like rain jacket, you know, we kind of got a heads up on the, uh, like the black Friday sale. Um, well, that, I don't know if it's a heads up technically because they did, you know, push it out publicly. Um, but you know, it's, it's all that kind of stuff. And, and that's again, one reason why we've been able to have the wardrobe that we have. It's, it's pretty much, it's, it's luck. It's about friendships. And the thing is that we want to stress is that, you you shouldn't ask for this and you can't depend on it. You know, it's it's a very it's better when it's a welcome surprise because all of this stuff I can tell you firsthand here, I would spend full price on all this stuff. Uh, I just I know that I I can't do that right now and I'm pretty sure 
be, due to how open I am, again, I'm, I'm very open with you guys. Um, and all these people that I've met, they, they kind of know stuff that I've gone through. I remember I went to Inspiration and they asked me, why were you late? And I go, oh, I was in a car crash like like four hours ago. You know, people, people and, I, and I posted on my Instagram before too. Um, so I'm pretty sure these people kind of know. And maybe it's malicious that they're trying to give me discounts and then I'm going to buy from them forever. <laughs> um, and I'm hooked. Um, but The it's first really... one's always free. Exactly. Teach a man to fish. And he becomes the fish. Well, I guess that would be the take. That would be if like, if like the Drake's guys taught you how to sew, and then it's like now you can make your own Drake's clothing. Yeah, TM. We haven't we haven't gotten that homie deal yet. We haven't had a master tailor teach us how to make his. Teach us <laughs> yeah, he yeah. Knows. I'm gonna teach him. I'm gonna take you as an apprentice, and then you're gonna make Liverano suits for yourself now. Yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's, it's been a really crazy journey here. And again, my point here to be transparent is that hopefully you guys can see that the journey, I don't know if it's hard is the right word, but it's a lot, it's based on a lot of luck. It's unexpected. It's not, yeah, it's not expected. Like I didn't, I didn't expect to like, to buy the rain jacket stuff. Like after like, you know, we got that discount, um, for the quarantine discount on it, um, it's like, oh shit, now I know I'm hooked on ring jacket. Like, it's like, I'm going to, like, if, if I, once I have the money, uh, you know, down the line, because I definitely respect, you know, r- the way ring jacket stuff has been made and, and all that kind of stuff. But it's like, ah oh, shit, I'm going to have to spend that money if I want a, a future balloon jacket on it. You know what I mean? Or, or, you know, um, especially with like when friends are, you know, doing the, the vintage picking and everything, it's like, you know, of course you want to support your friends and local businesses too, right? You want, you should want to spend the money that they're, that they're offering you know again be wise about it don't be stupid and like spend your whole paycheck when you know you got to pay for your car uh you know but it's 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 nice that we've been able to kind of experience the things that we've always wanted because if you take away a lot of what spencer and i have been wearing that was like given to us either through luck or through friends we wouldn't have the wardrobe that we have now you know yeah and uh if we did buy these things, it would be like the one thing because again, getting minimum wage, part-time job or whatever is not the business. <laughs> it's not. So, I'll, I'll, so to, to reiterate, you, you can have luck and friends, but the real secret is to have lucky friends who are leprechauns and can grant you wishes. Uh, actually, I think they prefer the term owlis. Owlis? Is that from the, the comedy bang bang Harry Potter? Oh, comedy bang bang. That's right. Okay. Yeah. yeah I was right. I wasn't sure if that was a Harry Potter thing or an Artemis Fowl. Did you see the Artemis Fowl Disney Plus? I did not watch it. Movie. That was that's uh, bad. I read the book as a kid, so uh-huh. I was like, I knew it was gonna be bad, but I went in anyway. And uh, I just want to make sure everyone knows I hate Josh Gad, one of the worst <laughs> actors on the planet. <laughs> he was terrible in that movie. I I I I have never read the book. I have no idea what I, what to expect uh, looking at it. You know, it's um, not anything like the book. I'll tell you. Okay, sure. I'll take your word for it. Um, but yeah, I mean, other than lucky friends, it's also good to just have fucking money. You know what I mean? Like mm. I, uh, every time we have these sales, I mean, even the Discord, right? We, we Spencer and I put these uh, like the things that we find on eBay, but in reality. We're not we're not buying any of it. You know what I mean? Like we're yeah. we're pretty good so far. I mean again, Spencer and I have been mainly focusing on entertainment, um, and you know, stuff to make our home life a little bit better. Uh, and I have another monitor in front of me right now. Uh also guys, if you're not working with two monitors, 
you're you're not working <laughs> yeah dude it'll change your life i i remember i had a job with three monitors that was the best that no that, that was my internship that was literally my internship account it makes sense right accounting gotta have spreadsheets everywhere no it was like it was like emails in one spreadsheet in one quickbooks in the other one and it was like that that's there's a little accounting joke for you guys um there's no accounting <laughs> that was very taste. funny i love the accounting thank joke thank you um, but yeah, you know, I think in the grand scheme of things, you know, we still buy a lot of stuff on our own. You know, everything is spent with our, our own money. Yeah. And, um, you know, uh, every once in a while we get we get some fun stuff. I mean, shout out McGill. They sent me these cords I'm wearing right now. These are... No, actually, no, I bought these ones. See, I mean, hey, I actually, you know, uh, he did give me but one you did free get, pair. you did get a free pair at one point, right? Yeah, I did. I, it, was, it was after the, uh, the blokes... Um, the bloke's uh, Christmas party or whatever. And I wrote about like McGill and, and how I was finally able to try some on because uh, at the time I didn't, you know, I hadn't met him before and I was, you know, I still want to do a podcast and a, and a feature on him. Uh, Todd's a really cool guy, really great designer. These cords are fantastic, especially after a wash. Um, but then I, I bought some, you know, you know what I mean? So, and then I think over quarantine, he also gave me a free pair. He gave me the orange ones for free. He was like, Hey dude, by the way, like these are like the last ones here you go because uh i know you wanted the orange pants and they're and they're fucking awesome you know um and yeah so it's a, it's all about having patience learning the limitations of like your income and your wardrobe because i think that obviously our background with you know again working minimum wage re- retail jobs being in school at the same time and having this hobby has taught us like the kind of take it easy and learn like what you can and can't buy like there are times when spencer and i like oh we we found like 30s belt backs this is way back when but like 30s belt backs in our size and everyone's like hey just go to debt you know our, our guy uh, in the vintage community is like hey just get a credit card go into it I know yeah he's, he's, he's like, joking he's, he's like half he's, joking you know well no he's i think okay so the guy we're talking about i don't want to dox him because he's a nice guy but he has this weird one weird thing where he constantly complains. I mean, I, I'm not on Facebook much anymore, so yeah. I have, and also especially not on like vintage Facebook groups, so I haven't seen in a while. But one thing I remember, he'd always be like, people complain about how the vintage market is so bad and no one's selling all these things. Well, you're not giving them any incentive to sell. He's like, if you care about this, you will get another credit card to buy vintage to incentivize people to sell vintage to you. And I'm like, you're crazy, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's that's wild yeah um i also want to say again to recap again like uh spencer and i our, our lives in la are a lot different than what other people expect them to be a lot of us live at home still in college you know we're not we're not th- we're not exactly there yet right compared to a lot of people in the discord as well um and lastly you know obviously we like to get stuff from a bunch of variety of places don't be afraid to mix expensive with cheap and again i, I use expensive and cheap with relative terms here because like i've worn like uniqlo like like a sweater with like a Drake's tie where it, you know, it doesn't fucking matter. I've worn my Ascot Chang suit with like a thrifted shirt. It's not, that's not a big deal. You know, I think that mm. that's something that Spencer and I've kind of gotten, gotten in our heads, right? Like, like we're, we're, it's, it's all clothes. We all spent exactly the amount that we thought was appropriate because if it wasn't appropriate, we wouldn't have bought it. Right. We wouldn't have bought it. Um, and, uh, and again, I will say that we're, we're extremely lucky that we still live at home. We don't have to re- worry about rent. Uh, and, other bills of life again i still have to pay for for my car and everything i know a lot of people do that too um but again can't you can't save to move out you can't literally can't do that you need to have regular income coming in that can support you and your life um and yeah we're, we're not there and 
we don't know if it's going to change yet because we're still we're still in it. Spencer is still, you know, he hasn't graduated yet, right? I'm still I just started this new job, which is basically like me starting over, uh, you know, resume wise, I guess, because it's not menswear. Um, and maybe in the future this will change. Maybe you know, obviously, if we could buy a ring jacket, we could. If we could buy the cool vintage, you know, the actual World War II piece that we want, the camo monkey pants, we could. Um, but we can't, and we're just gonna look at them yeah. and lust after it, you know. Um, but hopefully you guys found this kind of interesting um, and that, you know, don't let don't let your income or whatever deter you from trying out new styles and, and trying out clothing. Um, just it kind of forces you to be creative with it. Again, we're not saying that you should start a blog just because you think you're going to get free stuff. But I definitely think that if you expand it by, you know, going on eBay, going to flea markets, meeting people, because sometimes, you know, uh, occasionally like a guy a couple times for eBay, you know, a guy will be like, hey. I don't want this, but this is cheap. It's in your size. He's like a, a 60s jacket. Let me know if you like, you know, mm-hmm. I'm sending it to you. Like, oh, shoot. Thanks, dude. And you buy it. Right. Like we all kind of do that, especially in the Patreon. Right. We're like, we're like, hey, here's of some course. cool Ralph Lauren. Where you can pay five dollars and get <laughs> access to the shopping links channel. <laughs> that's right. You know, but I mean, yeah, I mean, that, that's how like uh, our other friends like, like Adam, I think is a great. we got to get Adam on the pod. But, you know, he's a great example of a guy who doesn't want to spend a lot of money on clothes, but he has developed a really good wardrobe, you know, maybe not as tailored or as crazily workwear mill syrup as Spencer and I, but in terms of what he's got going on, right? Like he got like vintage, like seventies, eighties, like Levi's jeans, high waisted, you know, he didn't have to buy resolute denim. He didn't have to buy LVCs. He got those, um, which kind of affect the same, a similar look to us, white socks and, um, and Alan Edmonds, uh, penny loafers, uh, and then he wears that with like a fucking like Unico turtleneck fucking great, mm. you know, and I think he looks stylish and a great example that you don't always need a lot of money to look good. But if he came to us and said, hey, guys, I really want a World War Two pea coat with the corduroy pockets on the inside, uh, you're going to have to like, OK, that's probably gonna be like 100 bucks or so. Right. Especially because he's a bigger guy. Mm. It's going to be, you know, more expensive. But, you know, there, there are ways definitely to go around this. There are alternatives. Um, again, the blog and, and everything that we do should be a testament to that. Um, and, uh, yeah, go out there, experience menswear and manufacture some of that luck, you know, but don't depend on it because yeah. it's going to be a very, Don't depend very on the, the luck of the Irish or the luck of, what did we, what did we call the leprechauns? The owlis. The owlis. Don't, don't rely on the owlis. Do you know why that's a thing? Like what, do you remember what it stands for? No, I don't. Um, it, it stands for, uh, 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 gold loving Irish shorty. Oh, and of course, gold is AU. That's right. Alternate universe. in the periodic table. That's yeah, right. of course. <laughs> yep, that's what's going on. Um, but anyway, guys, thank you for listening to this episode of. I was saying, listening to this episode of Comedy Bang Bang. <laughs> Did you guys hear me say the C? Not quite. Yeah. <laughs> Again, like I, hey, I told you guys, I've always wanted to host my own Comedy Bang Bang. <laughs> Uh, but thank you for listening to Down Direction. You know, if you guys, again... We've been- is this just like a... Is this just like, um, you know, you have your theory of alternates or approximations. This is your approximation of Comedy Bang Bang. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's what this is. You couldn't you can, you can afford to buy Comedy Bang Bang from Scott Ackerman. I couldn't buy Earwolf. Um, yeah, you couldn't buy Earwolf. And so it's like, well, fuck. I'm going to have to do it. <laughs> I'm going to I'm have to learn how to do a podcast myself. And next step, making yeah. my own Liberano suit. <laughs> um, but thank you to our sad cast fanatic Seth Peterson, Eric Hall, Austin Malat, Shane Curry, Philip Gagard, and Audrey Jessica for being our top tier patrons. We we love them a lot. Um, I don't know what you're doing, Matt. You're scary. 
Um, um, he's he's gonna get on mic. I'm he's afraid. gonna get on mic. <laughs> well, he can't because unless he's recording. Um, what's it called? Um, uh, what else was I saying? Oh yeah, if you guys want to be a part of the Discord and the Patreon, you're gonna have to. Well, being on the Patreon. What was I saying? <laughs> it, how how do I? I don't say? know. Join Patreon, the join the yeah. become a become a patron of the of Patreon. Our there we go. At Patreon, I even say at it Patreon. Com. At patreon.com slash style and direction. Five bucks a month, as I said before, gets you access to the Discord where we have our shopping links channel specific to this episode. I mean, it's all always there, but uh, tying it into this episode, again, that's where we post stuff that we find on eBay that maybe doesn't fit us or like just good deals that we find. Um, there's a lot of other stuff. Bonus episodes. You get one every month. Yep. And uh, yeah, if you want to give us a l- even more money, for the opportunity to hear your name read by us, then that's that's what we call the sad fanatics. That's a I don't think I've ever ever and explained what that was, but that's that's who Seth Peterson and, and those guys were. Hey, Seth Peterson got two of them. Hey, you got to pay us extra this month. <laughs> um, yeah, don't forget that we stream on on YouTube, on Twitch uh, twice a week. We put the highlights on YouTube um, usually. Uh, you can catch us Wednesday and Saturday nights, eight to ten p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, at sound at twitch.tv slash style and direction uh you can also follow us on instagram at sound direction all spelled out uh mine is ethan m wong i'm spencer dso and thank you to matt and mj for producing the episode there we go we'll see you guys in the next one where we're going to talk about influencers and hustle culture it's going to be a big one baby bye-bye bye-bye